Bear. Good morning there. How are you? You feeling a little slow today, huh? Does someone have a case of the Mondays? Well, hang in there, right? Today, it's okay if you're hardly working today, okay? Or, uh, wait, um, but tomorrow, it's right back, you know, to rise and grind, because when you live for a strong purpose, hard work isn't an option. It's a necessity, right? So like the great Kobe said, get better, get buckets, get rings. It's that simple, but elusive somehow. Or also... Do or do not. You know, there is no try. But once the work is done, don't forget about the self-care. Whether it's roasting your favorite fall vegetables to have with steamed chicken and broccoli or taking eight minutes to play fetch and really connect with your wonderful burner retriever doodle, Jake. It takes all kinds to fill your gallon Yeti back up after each and every day. By the way, have I showed you guys Jake's Instagram yet? Oh, my God. He does the cutest thing when we're on walks. He'll pee just a little bit. But then he looks back at me as if he loves me, you know? Ooh, and I know he does because he always <laughs> makes me find him when I need to put a new bandana around his neck. Oh, my gosh. I just love my burner retriever doodle. And I wanted to rescue. I did. I was going to rescue. But when me and Dan saw Jake on the Internet, we just fell in love in a short four-hour car trip. And $7,800 later, he met his forever home, you know? What are we doing here again? I forget. Oh, that's right. You asked me questions. You wanted to ask me questions about the fantastic opportunities and vacation rentals I can show you. Oh, no, that's right. We're on Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm your host, Mitch Brinkman, and today we've got two muchachos on the show. Actually, let me say it one more time. We've got two muchachos on the show. Woo! Bing, 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 bing. It's going to be a good one. He loves correcting me every time I say George Lucas wrong. It's Nathan Henenfent. Hello, Nathan. Uh, greetings. Uh, during that monologue, you reminded me of like four different things I could have put on my list and didn't. And his opponent today loves nothing more than following behind me and taking my Diet Coke cans out of the trash can, exhaling loudly as he crushes it and tosses it in the recycling bin as he brings up the plastic island in the middle of the Pacific. It's my own little Captain Planet, Brian Ernst. Hello, Brian. We're never going to get this accomplished if we don't just all pitch in, Okay. <laughs> Okay. I, I, it's not that hard. I would rather tweet. Thank you. Okay, today you guys will be listing off your <laughs> top five personalities that you don't trust. Glory in heaven. I love this topic almost as much as I love leaving body shaming comments on YouTube cooking videos. And don't forget, listeners, <laughs> <laughs> head on over to the new bizbear.biz. It brings you right to Ubersinko. The page has been refreshed. It's beautiful. You can see featured episodes. It's really a sight to see. And don't forget to stick around to the end. I'm doing my fast five list, things to do with an onion. Okay, but first, let's do a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But... If both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. All right, and as host, of course, I get to create a house rule. So, here it is. If you can somehow, somehow, I don't know how it would even be possible, but if somehow, somehow you can tie any of your most distrustful personalities to me, the host, I will give you two bonus points if I feel sufficiently burned. But buyer beware, this cornered cat claws. Um, I'm deeply sensitive, resulting from a childhood of ridicule at the hand of my older brother, Andrew John Brinkman. Fuck you, Andy. Okay, so if you got skin like <laughs> tissue paper, make sure you got some catnip with you because I'm coming back at you. Here we go. Brian, oh. you've tagged me every Monday morning in a motivational Instagram post about attacking the week with humility, energy, and faith. And while I do love waking up to notifications of people, including me on Instagram, I just can't give a crap about your faith-based motivation. But I do appreciate that you begin anew every week. So please give us your number five personality that you don't trust. <laughs> I shall. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> I'm having a lot of flashbacks of people I've met. Which, this is not this is not a good day. <laughs> I was I was hoping to put you guys both in like a defensive position before we even started. You know, just get your my sphincter up. is clenched, as they say. <laughs> uh man, my number five mm-hmm. is leading questioners with ulterior motives. Oh, so let me explain this a little bit here. These are usually salespeople. Mm-hmm. Salespeople use this tactic a lot. Yeah. But uh, the most recent example I have is I was at dinner with a friend, a uh, friend of a friend who started talking about like media outlets. They are very right leaning, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And turned to me to ask how the newspaper I work for tells me how to report. So he doesn't know that I'm not a reporter, but whatever. Yeah. So how do they decide their talking points? How do they get their agenda out there? So he was basically spitting Fox News talking points at me to fulfill his argument. And I was like, well, that's not how reporting works. There are reports, there are columns, there are opinions, there are facts. They are different, and the columns can lean one way. He just completely checked out. I was not going to fuel his fire in any way, shape, or form. And the, the reason I do not trust this personality is because no matter what, you're just the pawn and their agenda, which is that conversation. How mm-hmm. am I going to use you to help me make my shitty point get across? <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not buying from you. I didn't even want to come to dinner with you. Now yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> yes. Well, Brian, so, okay. I mean, let's, let's, let's look at this through a little bit different lens. I mean, you know, um, what do large American corporations like the most? What is it? It's everyone cash. Cash, yes. Okay. And you know, if someone's very po- uh, powerful and stops that cash faucet, you know, from from flowing, what might a corporation want to do to that person who stops the cash flow? Murder them and make yes. it look like an accident. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, who killed JFK? General Mills. Cereal wasn't hot yet; it wanted to get hotter. <laughs> I, I, see, thank you very much, Brian. You proved my point. I appreciate that very much. I can't this is, well, this is where I wanted to take a stab. I wanted to take a stab at my bonus points here with every yeah. time you try to convince me of a conspiracy theory. <laughs> every time you want to tell us we didn't go to the moon, this is where I start to feel this personality where I feel like I can't trust you anymore. Um, well, have you watched the Zapruder film? I actually talked to the guy on the phone, the first person ever public but, civilian to see the Zapruder film. No, so you, I am actually way closer to this. Than you. Yeah, that Richard Stolle, who worked for Time Life, I spoke to him directly. And what did he say? He said, now Ger- what mentioned? G- General Mills killed JFK? Is, is that what he said? Was it big serial? I'm sorry. We, our conversation was about uh, the 50th anniversary of JFK's death. It did not lead to serial. Oh, okay. okay. Bummer. Sorry. Uh, I cannot uh, confirm nor deny that theory. Okay. Well, I, I have to mention my favorite ever conspiracy theory that just happened last week. Oh, yes. When the QAnon supporters gathered in <laughs> Dealey Plaza believing that JFK Jr. was going to show up. First of all, why would he show up at the place where his father was murdered? And then he didn't <laughs> yeah. show up. And then they moved the goalposts to my beloved Rolling Stones happened to be in town. And they said, no, JFK is actually going to, or JFK Jr. is actually going to be at the Rolling Stones concert. And also. <laughs> Keith Richards has actually been JFK senior this whole time. <laughs> Which, um, and I mean, and I, I thought about this for a minute. JFK is killed in November of 1963. Rolling Stones first hit 1964. Are you paying attention oh yet? Oh my God. Are, are, are we, sh- but, are we sure they didn't just want to go to the Stones concert? They're like, Oh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't fault them for that, but, but the, the idea that JFK is still alive when all of us, have looked at a video <laughs> of his brains being blown out of his skull. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brian, this is a pretty good number five. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I have ulterior motives all the time. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's a really big caveat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you one bonus point for that. So good. So all right. Good job good. on you. Um, Nathan, what's your number five, sir? My number five is rich people who haggle over the price of extra meat at Subway. (laughs) This is so specific. I love it. 
It's very specific, and it's because because I saw this happen in person once, okay. and it's really stuck with me. Okay, but it extrapolates onto the bigger picture. The specific moment it was back in uh, 2008, and I was just like observing the World Series of Poker in London. Okay, and then I went I went to Subway. Uh, like I was leaving, and I was just like, "Well, I'm going to get a Subway." And some of the poker players were there, and they were playing in an event where the buy-in was ten thousand. British pounds. Wow. And two of them started haggling with the staff about like, oh, you're, you know, something that was like 50 cents worth. What? And I just could not believe it. I was watching this with my own two eyes and it, it made me, it, it stuck with me for a long time. And I thought about it more as they get older is rich people who have all this money have it because they have that mindset where money is the most important thing, even at the smallest scale. Yeah. Which is, you know, yeah. you know, people who are like, ah, oh, you know, it's five bucks here, ten bucks there, whatever. It adds up over time, and then you don't become rich, but you don't care that much. And so these people have an unhealthy obsession with money. They conserve it. They gain more and more and more, even though they have more than they can spend in a lifetime, and they still keep working. They could do some good in the world. They don't do that. And the weirdest part, not even, I can understand being selfish and not helping others as a concept, even though I don't agree with it. But the weirdest part is they don't even care about doing something nice for themselves. Like they could go on a vacation to the French Riviera for three months, but they've got to stay home closing deals and (laughs) making trades. Mm -hmm. Life is just a game and how you keep scores money and whoever has the most at the end, that's the winner. But you don't win anything because you're fucking dead. A homeless guy and Jeff Bezos eventually both have the same amount of money. So... You cannot trust these people to ever help yourself or others. They're only going to be out looking out for number one. I I mean, I love getting extras on a sandwich for free. If I can get that, that's like <laughs> that's that's a bright side for my day. Um, I will say that, um, though, normally when I do that, it's first I've befriended the sandwich artist, you know, toss them a compliment, mm-hmm. uh, say their yeah. hair looks shiny, you know, um, say, man, the, the store smells good today. You're working quickly, you know, and they're like, oh, thank you very much. And they're like, <laughs> I'll put some extra olives on here for you. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. And that just gives, gives me a little yeah, olive jolt, you know? You are, you are, you are right now uh, displaying the traits of my number three on the list, <laughs> so I, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to score wait. easy bonus points for that one, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, Um, you guys I really can't wait (laughs) um, I mean I I think also to go along with Nathan's number five here is the person who goes out for a nice meal and then tips like you know eight percent or something and then uh, Mm -hmm. you know I I don't know how often this actually happens but I feel like it's a meme where then they write down like here's a tip for you like save all your money or like buy Tesla stock and you're like oh should I buy Tesla (laughs) stock or is that tip thanks bud um so yeah okay you both are getting two points for this one um nathan you you didn't you didn't take a stab at insulting me um which i was bummed about but i respect because i think that means you're afraid of me so i'll give you a bonus point for that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we're going back to brian for his number four all right my number four yeah is the entitled family leaders on vacation oh now this is the dad that's rallying the troops, waving his arms, being like, hey, hey, gang, this way. I remember it from my business trip. It's right here on the left. Come on, everybody rally in. Let's go. Okay. It's that guy who has to announce to the world that he knows about everything. But this literally happened to me yesterday. Oh. But with the matriarch of the family, a mother, in line at the MGM Grand Buffet here in Las Vegas. Okay. Um Dear. My sister and I were headed there. We needed a quick breakfast because obviously we were in town for a wedding and we knew we were not going to have lunch. So we're like, wait, 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 breakfast, wait, eat- wait, wait, just a quick breakfast buffet. Buffets are never quick. Well, that's what I'm about to get to. Oh, okay, this okay, is the okay. worst buffet experience of my life. Oh my God. Okay, um, good. We got there and we were seated at our table. Obviously it looked a little crowded. No big deal. Yeah. From the time I was seated at my table to the time I actually had my first plate of food was an hour. Oh, my God. This – it was a horrible situation. So basically uh, it was 
you know how most buffets in Vegas are kind of spread out. There's different islands. Mm -hmm. There's different walls. It's kind of like you can walk around them 360. The one at the MGM Grand is set up all up against the walls, just like a high school cafeteria. Oh. So the only way to get what you want is to patiently wait in line. Yep. There are two buffets that are exactly identical, but you can get into either line. So I got in the one line. I go. It took me 30 minutes to get a plate. What? And I finally had a plate in my hand. And the manager comes over and says, you guys don't have to wait in this line. This is only for the make your own omelets. And we're like, what the fuck, bro? He's like, you could just go to this line and it'd be a lot faster. So I'm like, whatever. So I just go to that line because I'm like, I just want some eggs and bacon. This is all I'm here for right now. Yeah. So I wait patiently in line. The guy in front of me, obviously, he's been up a lot later. So he was just like, you know what? I'm getting pasta right now. And I'm like, damn it. You go for it. This is a Vegas buffet. Mm -hmm. So he orders the meatball marinara. And he's like, you know what? This is going to take a while. Go ahead of me. And I'm like, thanks, pal. So as soon as I get around him, this mother comes in like, come on, guys, squeeze in here. Get out. Get everything you can. And then three just monstrous people come in and start taking all of the bacon, all of the eggs, all of the potato hash, all of the waffles and sausage links. And the guy who was at the pasta bar was like, um, weren't you in line? And I'm like, yeah, these people are real nice, huh? And then they started giving me attitude. <laughs> oh. I'm like, we all have waited in line. And your brunt force mother just invited all of you to cut behind her. Mm -hmm. This is not right. So basically, she said, come on in here and load up. That's what she said to the in her family. Why didn't you box him so, out, Ryan? You, well, I've played hoops with you before. You can, you, you can go for a rebound. No, it felt better to be like, no, I am going to let everyone know behind me that you are shitty people. <laughs> that was better for me. <laughs> and then I finally got my angry plate of food. And by the time I got up to the pancakes, there were like three, pa- three mini pancakes left in there. Mm-hmm. And I only took one because I wasn't going to be a dick for the guy behind me. And I finally get down and I said, I'm, I'm angry. Uh, it was a shitty experience. And then I get to our table. I sit down. Allison is just sitting there, my sister. I fucking throw the syrup down. I'm like, this place fucking sucks. And she knows. I'm like, she's like, just, just eat. You'll be fine. Just eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I, I calm down to, immediately. I do have to interject that uh, Brunt Force Mother. I, I played in that uh, punk band in the the late seventies. Oh, you <laughs> guys, you guys were very good. I remember that you yeah. you'd steal venues. And be like, come in here. Just come on, everyone. Come on in right here. We're gonna play right here. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, this this reminds me. I I feel like I may have mentioned this before, but in 2010, me, Mitch, and our friend Steve and our girlfriends at the time went to Six Flags, and I remember standing in line behind probably this same woman waiting mm-hmm. for some pizza, and she had ordered pizza. And she was taking so much time. Do you remember this, Mitch? Oh, yes. And and I was I was standing in line there, and, and she was just like, "Oh, this is particular thing is wrong. This particular whatever, and the, ch- making the right amount of change and sending somebody to go get something, just taking forever on everything." And she started to pick everything up, and I I can't remember which one of our party was next to me. I said, "She's going to set it back down. She's going to find a reason to set it back down." So she picked it up, and she she did like a ninety degree turn, and then she turned and sat her shit back down on the counter. I have just mm. never been more angry in, in my entire life. I've, I I'm, yeah. I I I can't remember that exact moment, but I feel like it was Steve who yelled at like, "Come on, bitch!" or something like that. <laughs> Steve was, Steve has always wanted the courage to yell out in in public. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The was... worst part of our experience, though, that it was weekend prices, so we paid, including tip, ninety three dollars for two plates of food Fuck because we off. had to get back to get to get ready for a wedding. So we were just. Absolutely livid. Nobody That's goes to the MGM Grand Waking up in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that I, the number one I, hit? From, I'm still from, angry. Uh, from Brunt Force Mother? The, That's yes. what you can't. Oh, we did, we did a very dark version of that, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they didn't find any financial screeching. success until it was covered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, you know, Brian... I want to give you three points here because I've experienced other um, matriarchs like this. Um, I was recently yelled at one from the window of her car 
when I when I I said, "Hey, c- can you stop?" when Ed, she had been holding down her horn for ten seconds straight um, at a mm-hmm. at a backup in traffic that was not moving and she could not turn into, so she just had to wait and she didn't want to. And I was biking by and I said, can you not? And then she went, fuck you, you dumb motherfucker. Ain't nobody give a shit about your dumb fucking ass. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and then, and then, and then her, then her hubby leaned out his window, literally like, you know, like how, how people scooch out of the windows to like, to like get the gun ready in movies, you know? He scooches out of the window yes. and, and, and just goes, ah, ha, ha, yeah, ha, 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 got you, you dumb motherfucker. Just, uh, just out of nowhere. Wow. So, um, so I want to give you three points, but the parent that you introduced in the, in the first part was just someone who knows where they're going, and the second one is a classic cutter. So I can't give you the three points. You're, 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 you're blending lines here, um, but I will give you two. I just want to tell you that. So, um, oh, wait, actually, I scored you out before we, we we got Nathan's number four. I'm sorry. I'm doing a terrible job of hosting today. Is it annoying? Oh, well, we, we didn't want to mention that was part of your yet. personality. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> 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 All right, Nathan, you go for it, pal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, All right. Know. Well, this is this untrustworthy bunch of fuckers is people <laughs> who make a big show out of covering their pin up when they're at a card reader or ATM machine. Oh. <laughs> so, so you know, you know, they they do the classic like hand cup thing and they 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 have a great technique (laughs) the single digit technique where uh, i'm going to demonstrate for the youtube viewers Mm -hmm. you got the one hand here Mm -hmm. and then you got your dominant hand and you kind of do a a half cup so then you can (laughs) type with one finger covering everything still it takes years of practice to master these people have done it now i am not saying don't be careful or you know, use uh, don't put your pin as like your vanity plate on your car and advertise <laughs> everywhere. But if, if there's already like that little there's that, that little plastic barrier already for this purpose, and then they're adding the auxiliary mm-hmm. everything up there, it's only because they have been making attempts to steal pin numbers for years, <laughs> and they know the way to do it, and they have perfected the techniques to prevent it. These people are just running around taking money from everybody. It's it's a version of uh, Shakespeare's, uh, the, what was that quote? The um, uh, the lady doth protest too much. Mm, mm-hmm. yes. they, th- these are the same people who have extra locking mechanisms on their doors because they've been do- pulling off some classic B&Es, <laughs> breaking and entering for those who didn't listen to Dane Cook back in 2006. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've been pulling that off for years. And this is like this. This translates into interpersonal connections with like if, if you're in a relationship and, and somebody like you've been on your best behavior, you know, the, the whole time you've just been been uh, been going to work, coming home, uh, and uh, not not looking left or right at whoever, whatever attractive person's coming past you, and then all of a sudden you start getting accused of, of cheating. They're suspicious of you all of a sudden. Hmm. Mm. Probably because that's something they're doing all the time. So this is, uh, it's the, the pin number thing just, uh, and I, I hate that I'm saying pin number because it's, it's, that's personal identification number, number. That's very redundant. Yeah. You yeah do you also do that in an ATM in. machine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can dock me a, a grammatical point there. I would, I would fully accept that really. Okay. But, uh, the, the pin situation is, uh, is the one that really jumps out of me for this type of personality. I, I, I really enjoy if, if I'm if I'm in a grocery store or a store and I've, I've had a couple of drinks I'm, I'm feeling a little loose if someone in front of me in line is doing their pin and inevitably sometimes they'll look back at you to check if you're watching when that happens I like to throw my head up like I'm staring at the ceiling very quickly <laughs> just to make them nervous <laughs> even though sure you get their pin but then but then you also have to get their wallet and their debit card you know and and that's a whole other you know. Um, can I have, can I offer you a suggestion for next yeah. time? What, what's that? Just do it, do an ocular assessment of uh, what age you think they are and what year they graduated high school. And then, uh, just like give them a look and say, yeah, 1984 was a hell of a year. <laughs> <laughs> I take it one further and I just hold a little reporter's notebook while I'm peeking over <laughs> and they turn around and look at me and it's like, 
<laughs> go about your business. I, I'll, I'll get it. Don't worry. I've got the uh, the, the black cloth, and I, and I put my head under, and I, with, with one of those big old timey cameras from like nineteen twelve. <laughs> <laughs> blinds them like ah. So I get the pin, it blinds them, and I steal their card all all one swoop, and then you know pick up my camera and jog out. But <laughs> um, genius. I Nathan. And then you blend into the crowd of people running around with those cameras, <laughs> exactly. so nobody can possibly figure out which one it was. Um, and then uh, hopefully they have enough money in their account to to pay for all the actors I had to pay and buy them all cameras to, <laughs> to pull off the, the hype. For sure. Um, yeah. uh, Nathan, um, you you had some fun with this one, and you you brought us along with you. That's three points. Um, and I appreciate you not um saying I'm a I'm a pin thief. So um. I'm going to give you another bonus point for that because I can tell you're still afraid of me. I like that. So, um, okay, Brian, <laughs> going back to you for your number three. All right, my number three is something we kind of talked about a little bit on a previous episode, but we didn't get to do a deep dive. Mm. Uh, this is Oblivious to Bits, Jerry. Oh. Um, this is – I like to think all three of us are fairly decent on our feet. Mitch, I'm not going to blow smoke here. You're, 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 you're the best at this. What? All right, you're the you're the I, you're the one who could you can come up with stuff and you're good. I at paid it. So for improv really classes. Good. I was the I was the. They worked. They, <laughs> they tricked me. Okay, I I was hoodwinked. I was bamboozled, but it worked. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the moments now. It's like we're in a friend group. We're just out. Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, you start making a voice, and then that jumps into another person who starts making up another part of that conversation, and then all the intention of everyone's just trying to one up each other's punchlines. And then there's Jerry. Jerry sitting there just being like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was this? <laughs> no, wait. And you quickly divert to an explanation to continue the bit. And then come to the follow-ups. And then he's like, wait, who, who said that to who? I don't get it. What's going on? Wait, did, did you do that? And you're just like, fucking Jerry. Like, you're killing, you're killing, the moment's over. Jerry's killed everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what else has this guy decimated in his life? You know, I don't trust you because you don't know. Toilets. What the fuck's funny? Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> so fucking oblivious to bits, Jerry. He's just, he just brings down the everything. And this is the kind of person when you're telling like your favorite story to tell at a party. And then yes. you're, you're like you're like two sentences away from the punchline, and then they interject with like, "Oh, that reminds me of blah blah blah," and then yep. it's uh, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Th- that's it too. It's just like it's either they're just completely lost, they're or they're just waiting for their turn to talk because mm-hmm. they're not listening, mm-hmm. and it's just like, no, 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 no. This is we're in a bit. We're in a bit. Let me finish, and we will move on. Thank you. Yes. There's there's and. also there's also a very popular term for uh for this in terms of uh interpersonal romantic relationships. Oh, what's that? Oh the cock blocker. Oh the cock blocker, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where you're just like like do I need to hang a red light above me and with a button that they hit that says get the fuck out of here every day? You know, yeah. The also the Apparently the, the person, like the, the next level of this person that, that I really don't like is a person who, one, doesn't get the bit or or mm-hmm. maybe gets and doesn't want to do it or they haven't been listening because they're on their phone and they continue not listening. So then they just go back on their phone again. And then when Nathan's two sentences from finishing a story, they'll say things like, hey, sh- like can we go soon? Or like, oh, hey, do, do you guys want to get nachos? Or, hey, did you see Kourtney Kardashian took a pink shit yesterday? And you're like – just climb inside your phone and then bring it to the trash and drop it in. And then we'll call you never. That'd be great. So I just, yeah. Oh, we'll call you never. Oh, oh this is. I, I also, I also have this one when people, people, if you're telling a story and they jump in and try to correct you about some insignificant detail. Oh God. It kills, yes. kills the momentum of it. It's like, that's, this, it doesn't. It doesn't matter that he was wearing a red shirt and not a brown shirt. Just <laughs> let's get to the end of the story, and then we can. Yeah, yeah. like that's the worst because sometimes Jerry is somebody who's experienced this story with you. Yeah, and you're embellishing it to make it a better story. To just because you you know how to tell a story, 
And they're like, well, that that's not how that happened. And so, would you shut the fuck up? I'm on a roll here. Yeah. I don't know these people. I'll never see them again. They don't care if I was 30 miles or 10 miles away from the treasure chest. The fact that I got there. That doesn't matter. And fucked the coins into, into the, the sky is the point of the story. So, um, yeah. This is, this is, oh, yeah. The blood's moving here. The blood is moving. I'm feeling, I'm feeling awake finally on this episode. My, my shoulders are no longer tense. They're ready. They're ready. Um, with, with these, with these beautiful big shoulders, I'm going to toss it over to Nathan here for his number three. Oh, my number three. This is the, uh, I wrote it down in two separate places and I like this other one better. Mm. Uh, here we go. <laughs> The charming, glad-handing, over-compliment. Oh, Nathan, that is brilliant. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, yes. Oh, two bonus points. So, so this is this is the person uh, who they you're, you're meeting them for the first time, mm-hmm. and you're at a party, and you have mutual friends, and they've probably only heard your name, like, once or twice in conversation, but they've caught, like, one little detail about you. And then they come up to you and they ask you lots of questions and everything you say over enthusiastic. Oh, that's great. Oh that's God. amazing. Like so successful. Oh, your beautiful family. What a handsome guy you are. And like, Oh, where'd you get those shoes? You know, oh, it just make you feel really, really special for a few minutes. And you're like, man, what a great guy. This is why he's invited to all these parties. This is so cool. Everybody. Yeah. And then you realize he's going around the room and he's doing that to everybody. Um, everybody, and you realize this is the type of person that wants. Why are to you looking right at me? Why everyone. are you looking at me? Why are you looking right at me? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to get to you in a minute. <laughs> they they graciously themselves to everyone, and they want to build a reputation. So everybody talks about them that oh, this is that's Mister Friendly, and and he sees me for the the gem that I really am, and and I'm going to go tell everybody what a great person. This is, and then he's going to get invited to all these parties. So he's complimenting others, but it's actually a very subversive form of ego, ego stroking. They want more invites. They want strangers <laughs> to be talking about them. They want clout. This oh, this party has clout because I'm here. They want they want people to come up to them. If if you're having a bad day, you go talk to this guy because he's going to give you some empty flattery that'll paper over the cracks of whatever shit you're going through. So who knows what more damage these people can do once they've won over the confidence of the entire community. My guess is he wants to sleep with your wife. Oh my God. <laughs> but, but Mitch does have one of these characteristics is that when Mitch meets you at a party, if for my dear listeners, if you've never met Mitch at a party, for God's sake, I hope that one day you do. Mitch will ask you tons of questions about yourself because he's a genuinely curious person. So I do have to put the disclaimer on here that Mitch will not sleep with your wife. <laughs> At least I don't think so. <laughs> I am horny. He, I am horny. I just don't have the skills. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Not I'm horny. horny. Not I'm horny. I am horny. I just don't have the skills. I just don't have the skills. I'm sorry. Now, a person wearing that T-shirt, you can trust. Yes, (laughs) wholeheartedly. I, I, the fact you bring this up, this happened to me in high school. Went to my friend Martin's house. We had a his his dad was out of town. He had a hot tub. He had his house is out in the woods, secluded. Bunch of people came over, you know, bunch of guys, bunch of girls. Everyone's hanging out. And there was this one girl that uh, was a friend of a friend. She went to a different high school. So I said, you know what? I'm going to talk to Sarah tonight. I'm just going to, I'm just like, I'm just going to go sit on chat with her. And that's why I just asked her questions, asked about where she wanted to go to college, asked about whatever her family. I just had a nice conversation. It was kind of an interview a little bit, you know. But then at the end of the night, and then also for the next week, people were like, dude, do you want to? are you like trying to like get with Sarah Mueller? I'm like, no, I was just asking her questions. I'm like, dude, she thinks you want to like get with her. Like this is like, she's in. I'm like, I don't, I don't like Sarah. I just was, she just is a good conversationalist. No one would believe me until I finally yelled. It was like, you know, that moment at a party when you're talking and no one's hearing you. And then right yeah. when you yell, everyone's quiet. 
And I yelled yeah, in the middle yeah. of this party. I said, I am horny. I just have no skills. And so, <laughs> and then Sarah was no longer into me. So it worked, I guess. So, uh, yeah, well. But, yeah. Well, when you don't have the skills, why would you want to close? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you guys are both getting three points for this. Uh, Nathan, you're getting two, two boner points here. Bonus points, excuse me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I was, I was just, I was childish, really childish. Um, Brian, for your knowing looks throughout uh, Nathan's talking, I'm, I'm going to give you a bonus point for that too, because I just, I just like the, the the look you're putting them there. So, uh, Brian, we're we're going to go back to you for your number two. All right, my number two uh, is the people you run into that have no interest in pop culture. It's just the weirdest thing you can't understand. Oh, what? If you don't dance, it's not real. Uber stare down. Here we go. Okay. Brian's, you just said your number two. Nathan, give us your number two. People who say they like everything when asked what music they like. Oh, okay. So clearly, clearly people with no defined taste, essentially. Brian, take us away. My answer to Nathan's question is usually anything but like country. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. usually what I say, but uh, I don't have a lot of detail for this one because there's just there's nothing to say about people who have nothing to talk about. Yeah, these are the folks who are you're just trying to pass the time. Again, you're at a dinner you don't want to be at. You're stuck talking to Jerry's cousin Terry, and you're sitting across from him. And you're just trying to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And you make a movie reference that goes over his head. Yeah, no problem. Whatever. And you try to talk about him about any TV show made in the last 15 years. And he's one of those guys. I don't have a TV. And you're just like, you know what? Fuck you, Terry. (laughs) And your fucking cousin, Terry. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, I just like said, I just read. And you're like, fuck you. Fuck you and your books. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. No, no, no. I'm going to no, stop no, no. No, you. No, no, no. I'm going to stop you no, no. right here, Hitler, no, okay? No, you're not. We're not going to no, let you not. burn the books. Can... Okay, what? No, you can have books. You just have to be well-rounded and also do other things. You can't just have books because then you're a weirdo. Okay? <laughs> oh. Also, also, everybody has a TV. Yeah. Everybody's carrying one around in their pocket right now. That's true. Well, not like... Terry. He only has a flip phone. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh... <laughs> He doesn't like all the bells and whistles because he's a classic gentleman. You know what? <laughs> Fuck Terry. Wait, did you see? No, never mind. I, I won't do that joke. Okay, uh, I am. He's horny, but he has no skills. <laughs> I am. Th- th- this person, though, when you meet them, th- the ones that don't read, but still haven't seen anything, and then you think, how the fuck do you, you know, pass your time? And then they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a. Uh, Mid-level regional um, sales operational um, customer success uh, accountant. Uh, oh, you're analyst. a robot. Yeah, got it. And then, yeah. then like, oh, well, so what do you do when you're not working? They're like, oh, I don't know, you know. And it just turns out like all they do is just like surf Facebook, you know. And you're like, oh, oh that's people are reptiles. Terrible. That's what they are. Yes. They're reptiles. The, yes. the mammalian brain has not developed yet. They are simply yep. living organisms getting through the day. That's it. Yeah. Think about what you have to click and search on Facebook for the algorithm not to serve up a movie trailer, a music video, or anything. Can you imagine how plain their feed has to be in order for them to be that oblivious? It's it, it's sad. It's very, very sad. What's the um, what's the worst – like in, in this situation where let's, – let's say you reference um, – you know, it, it could be like – a popular topic, the wire in a conversation, or let's say breaking bad, something, you know, the sort of prestige level show. And then someone's like, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know. What's the worst show that you eventually get to with a person that they say they've, they've seen, or they watch themselves. We're like, it's the one that just makes your eyes break. Cause they roll so hard. Big bang theory. Two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> Both Chuck Lorre shows. CBS sitcoms right away. I I saw a commercial recently for a new show called Alter Ego, which goes on after The Masked Singer, which The Masked Singer already fucking stupid. And then, wait, no, hold on. Let me re-say that. 
It's super fucking stupid. And then <laughs> Alter Ego <laughs> is the same thing, but instead of live costumes, they do it with avatars. But it's not celebrities. It's just regular people. So it's like an avatar that also the avatars look terrible and they're poorly um, animated. And I just, I, it just makes my brain hurt watching the promos because you know they're just paying Will I Am and Nick Lachey each $15 million a year to sit at a light up desk and go, oh, yeah, man, like you're ready for Nashville. You know, like that's it. But just, <laughs> oh, it makes my blood boil. But also, Big Bang Theory. Just terrible. Just, just terrible. I encourage everyone to go watch Big Bang Theory without a laugh track on Ugh. YouTube. Like, it is one of the most excruciating experiences you can have. There's nothing worse than that, too, where it's like fake intellectualism, you know? You're like, this isn't smart. This is, it's just, they're mentioning science terms next to like, isn't that girl hot jokes, you know? Like, or like, oh, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, I don't have any skills and I don't know what horny is, is you the- know? Like, that is the best dissertation of Big Bang Theory I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of the smartest comedies are about the stupidest people. Yeah, exactly. That's... Which, mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm just I'm gonna do a plug for them because they asked me to. December first, it's always Sunny Returns for its fifteenth season, record breaking. Uh, very cool. You guys, I can't wait. I can't wait till the check comes for that plug. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Right? Uh. Are we? Oh, hold on! I I, I got so wrapped up in it. Oh yeah, Nathan. I'm sorry. You're, I'm, Nathan, yeah, sorry. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm playing the yet? game today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, I'm, yeah mine was. Hi, uh, Nathan. People, <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm Thanks doing, for having me. I'm doing a uh, terrible job today on purpose. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's uh, horny. People. People who say they like everything yep. would ask what music they like. So. It's a bit the opposite because they're saying they like something, but they're saying they like everything. Mm-hmm. You know, this, mm-hmm. there's an old quote by G.K. Chester says, like, somebody who does or doesn't believe in anything might believe in some, or, you know, if you believe in nothing, you might believe in everything. We'll follow. Yep. Which is worse. Yeah. Yeah. I totally butchered that <laughs> esoteric reference. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, anyways. <laughs> So this is this bothers me because this this is a great get to know you at a party or a first date question. So yeah. oh, I like a bit of everything. So the Henenfent equation, which I have coined, uh-huh. states that ninety percent of music is complete fucking garbage. Yeah, most music is shit. Uh-huh. So much of it's awful. If you love music, you are more likely to complain about what is playing. Like if you're at the grocery store or you know in a waiting room or something, you're gonna notice how bad it really is uh-huh. yes we've been care. out to dinner with you nathan <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because you I'm, I'm gonna gloss over that one because you have <laughs> rhythm and melody in your soul and you care about art and expression and you're deeply moved by heartfelt compassion dynamic compositions and performances and these people completely lack all of that they will just listen to whatever cacophony floats through their ecosystem if, if music be the food of love and variety be the spice of life, this person will be terrible in bed. <laughs> you know, I, I will say anyone I've ever met uh, either or heard about their, 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 their sex skills or their abilities, uh, we'll, we'll keep it at skills. You're, you're very right because a, a few the, of the few people I've slept with, the ones with no affinity for music had terrible skills. You're just like, what? Where is your soul at? You know, and then you realize it's being sucked out by like, uh, um, uh, like ninety six point three, whatever. Uh, fucking, I don't know. B ninety six. Thank you. I was like, I don't know radio stations because I listen to curated music on my Spotify. So, um, yeah. Okay, that's a a bad tangent. I just went on. I apologize for that. Again, <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job today. So, um, I'm sorry. But now I'm gonna say. Who won the stare I'm, I'm trying to remember who you've slept with that didn't uh, enjoy music. Hmm. You know, oh my God, no. You know who, who, this is actually surprising because they are technically a musician, but someone who hates music, has terrible taste in music, also no skills in bed, Jennifer Lopez. You'd, you'd expect she's a dancer. She should have rhythm. No, she's unimaginative, um, boring. Uh, she she was complaining about her, her tax accountant during it. And I was like, what are we doing here even in the middle of it? She turns on Netflix and puts on big bang theory. She's like, Ooh, I know season four, episode eight is great. I'm like, 
you this is come on what the so you know they're not all peaches Man. you know they're not all peaches but. so disappointing for <laughs> yeah you. um right, right isn't that surprising though j-lo j-lo no skills no skills hmm. um nathan do you have any <laughs> any last lobs here to uh to to snake this one away from brian no, I I wrote out something very specific and I read it. That's how this went for me. I, you're 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 the the, uh, the 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 listing off of the of of the of the true attributes and and quality of music was was very nice. And for that, I'm gonna give Brian the stare down. So um, Brian, you won this one. Three points to Brian. Um, we call that a trickeration. There, you 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 think you go one way and then you zag the other. Okay, our number ones. This is it, boys. Brian, mm-hmm. give us your number one. What's the number one personality you don't trust? Easy. Golfers. Oh. All of them. Wow. All of them. Wow. All of them. Wow. All right. Specifically, amateur golfers. Oh. Now, these are the guys that have <laughs> three sets of clubs in their freaking garage, in their subdivision, and Ooh. fucking Wheaton or Naperville, but they say they live in Chicago. They have the matching polos with the gray khakis that are PGA brand. Yep. I know I own a few, but they're just because they were comfortable and they were on sale at Carson's when they closed. I don't even <laughs> wear them to golf. But they breathe. Now, they breathe. They, they they breathe nice. I mean, I'm not paying forty dollars for shorts, but I will pay three. So <laughs> I'm a man who likes a deal. Um, like. I don't understand why you think carrying a heavy bag of overpriced metal to a park where another person you're paying to carry your overpriced metal for you is fun in an area that literally could solve homelessness. Why do we have so many golf parks? And all, There are so many cheaper ways to avoid your family mm-hmm. than to get a golf membership at a club. And especially on vacation, I'm seeing them here in Vegas. They get a bus and they come pick them up at this hotel and they're all walking with their clubs through the lobby of a casino with fucking golf clubs to get onto a party bus that takes them to somewhere. And then there's like these bro-y groups that just like encourages them to congregate. It's just they're loud. They're white. They're usually short. And (laughs) I don't like them. Yeah, short guys. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Especially the ones that got the big, really big bag and they're really, really tiny guys. And it's like his, his friend's got to help him get it up in the back of the car. And you're like, thanks, pal. So much easier when we have a cart and this super athletic activity. Now, I don't want people to think I'm taking away from skill. Golf is an extremely skillful thing. The people who are professional golfers have a lot of skill. Yeah, fine. Leave it to them. Okay, yeah. Uh, a basketball court. You want to pick up and play basketball? That's fine. A, a court is a very self-contained little thing. Fits nicely in a park. You can do a lot of things on a court. Mm-hmm. All right. You can also play kickball on that court. You can do other things. Blah blah blah. You can dance. You can't do anything else with a yeah. You can't do anything with a golf course. And there's and you can't even walk in certain places. You can't drive certain places. There's all these finicky rules. Mm-hmm. It's not diverse. It's just a pain in the ass. And everything well, about do, them sucks. You can you can do other things on a golf course. Like you can you oh, can yeah. go camping yeah. or you can whatever. But but they don't want you to because it will it will ruin the it will make it will make the game more difficult. Like oh, there's more divots and things aren't pristine. I'm like, well, you know what? The golf should be harder. Yeah, like. I say, like, let's have them golf like somewhere in the Rocky Mountains and see <laughs> see how much we keep doing that. Like, yes. just that'll weed out the non-hackers here and leave it to those professionals. Like, get get prime two thousand one Tiger Woods, you know, on top of Pikes Peak. He could still probably, you know, get like two over par. You that would be fine. Yeah, but let's get yes. rid of these amateurs. I I think this is a great one, Brian. Yeah. Yes, that's why it's at my number one. I cannot stand, especially the people who watch golf only talk about golf and use their free time to go to a golf galaxy or whatever, to try out a new club. Like that, <laughs> how can you trust a person that surrounds their life in golf? Wow. Uh, I, you know what, you know what else you can do on a golf course? Um, I did this in high school 
my lacrosse team was traveling for a tournament and a teammate's parents had a condo on a golf course up in this uh, area. So we stay at this condo. And of course, we're high school, you know, and we're no parents. So we're like, let's drinky from the from the devil juice, you know. And uh, there was a freshman <laughs> who was forced to drink more than he should have. And then we went out on the golf course uh, after we had had our, 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 our drinks. The night was beautiful. And we're out there and we're like, you know what? We're on the putting green. There's holes everywhere. People got to pee. Let's fill these puppies up. So everyone picked a hole and we filled <laughs> oh, up the holes. No. And then the freshman was like, oh, guys, I'll beat that. And then he filled up a hole with vomit because uh, he was so drunk. So there's a lot of things oh you can do on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that. It's so much better than golf. Right. And like <laughs> you can only hope that all those liquids seeped into like the under the undercarriage of the of the putting green and just ruined the grass. You know, um, that would be great. So. Nothing better than getting back at him with a little bit of property. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay. Yeah, baby. Brian, that was a uh, a, a very fun number one. Um, you might have some points coming your way, bud. Nathan, close us out <laughs> with your number one personality you do not trust. This one's very simple. I think the two of you are going to agree with me. Okay. There's a very simple reason for it. People who are rude to service workers. Oh, Oh, yep. thank you. So, yeah, they so rude to the the wait staff or you know customer service uh, people on the phone, whatever. This is uh, they see somebody from whom they can gain nothing in return. Something's expected; they're going to get it no matter what. So they they can benefit in no way. Uh, so they're rude to them. They have no empathy for this person's position mm -hmm. whatsoever. So if there's a situation where um, you might be able to help them, the, this is the classic, oh, you give the shirt off his back for anybody, if they can get something in return. Mm -hmm. um, then they're going to be incredibly kind, incredibly nice. But then you see that it's not the case. Then they just see other people as dispensable. I really believe this is the ultimate test of a person's character. It's so simple. Just see how they interact with uh, service industry folks. And it tells you everything you need to know. If you're ever out, like a, if it's a business thing or, or a, a, just a party or you're on a date, if you see somebody that you're meeting for the first time, be rude to somebody in the service industry, boom, that's it. Done. They're, they are off my list. If you're at um, a, a wedding or like a, a group, like a gala function and there are waiters and waitresses and, and uh, hosts ever like going around, picking up plates, refilling glasses, whatever. What's your what's your reaction to watching someone across the table like not even acknowledge them as they come up? They're not rude necessarily, but they don't say anything when they come up and take a plate or, or refill a glass of water. Um, yeah, it, it makes me it makes my skin crawl a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. a simple thank you just seems like isn't that how we were all brought up? I mean, like first of all, if you're at a wedding, like the example you gave, these people you're not paying for anything. All of this stuff is paid for. Yeah. And yeah. these are the people who are are bringing it. They're they're serving you like you're a king in some some medieval court. Like the least you can do is acknowledge the fact that they exist and say say thank you. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Well, I, people, I, that, I, the people that snap can't see my people. But uh, I need you over here. Oh. Mm. Oh my. Yeah. God. I have uh, I have snapped yeah, my, before, we're, but it, we're but, also angry. <laughs> I was say I, no. My my. Go ahead, man. I was say, I've, I've snapped before. <laughs> But it was after a number of drinks, and it was a joke. Like, I, I think I may have done it for you guys, but I was like, yeah, hey, yo, bud, you know, one of those. And, like, <laughs> I wasn't actually doing it to anyone, but then I think some, I think the, a person, like, one of the, the, the servers saw from afar and then came over and was like, oh, what do you need? You know, like that kind of thing. So it was like an accidental. And and then I learned right away. I've never done it since. You don't do those kind of jokes in, in, in restaurants or bars. So Bad bit. Yeah. Bad bit. Yep. Bad bit. My – my my sister can attest to this is one of the things that pissed her and I off the most when we were kids was my dad would take a, a work call like like at like eight o'clock and maybe she and I were playing games or watching TV in the living room and the phone was in the in the next room one word over and he'd be on the phone and if we were being too loud or whatever he would just oh yeah he would just snap at us oh. and it 
Oh, it just grates <laughs> on me. I don't, I don't care, George, if you're listening. You're not off the hook for this one, buddy. <laughs> it was because Laurel and I were like, you know, everybody who calls knows that you have children. You can use your words and say, hey, can you quiet down, please? They're not going to stop using you as their <laughs> attorney like, <laughs> because they know you're a human being with a family. So, <laughs> take that, Dad. <laughs> Got him. Oh, snap. Got him. Would it be better if your dad just like covered the the mouth part of the phone and went snap 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 <laughs> That'd be funnier. I think we would have respected him yeah. we would have respected him more yeah. for his creativity <laughs> oh gosh okay i mean th- these are both uh dead on the door door head wait what's the phrase that's not the phrase three points for both of you um nice job guys <laughs> Um, our historical quotes today are not on point. <laughs> they're not. They're not there, uh, guys. I need to tell you some scores, which of course brings me to my favorite part of the show: suggesting a topic for you guys to try and talk about for about fifteen seconds. So today, okay, we've done we've, we've done this seventy-seven times, and you haven't just added it up as we go. I don't. It's not. That's not how I score. Okay, I'm sorry. Brian and I haven't given a topic in 35 episodes. Well, <laughs> we're, well guess what, Brian? I'm giving both you and me a quick math bonus here, just okay, nice. for the rest of the show. Bing, bing. There, there you go. You, you just got one. Bing, bing. There it is. Two more. Bing, bing, bing. Three for each of you. Okay, you happy? Talk about your favorite Christmas sweaters, you sons of bitches. All right. Um, yeah, mine's, mine's my Rolling Stones ones that I wore to Mitch Conti's wedding when he was uh, Tony and Tina's thing. Oh, I love that sweater. I don't have a good Christmas sweater. I'm due for a new one. Also, I, I have the I have the Miller Lite Christmas sweater that I won at the bar in Union Station uh, going home for Thanksgiving. That is nice. a wonderful <laughs> Blackout Wednesday <laughs> gift for Nathan. Incredible little story there. See, aren't you glad you got to talk about your favorite sweaters? But guess what, guys? Here's the final score. Those three bonus points for each of you came in handy. It continued to make you guys draw today. 18 to 18, a valiant battle. Mm. I think it might be the first draw I've ever I've ever scored out here. Um, but you know what? It's time, boys. It's time for the Fast Five. Yes, Top five ways to use an onion. Number five. This is to all my major league pitcher friends out there. Hidden ball trick. Grab an onion from the clubhouse, bring it out in your back pocket, pretend that's the ball in your glove. Turns out second baseman has it the whole time. Boom, runner gets tagged out. Easy third out of the inning. Number four, a jailhouse weapon. You get yourself a white Hanes tube sock, a contraband Spanish yellow onion from the kitchen. hoo baby, T-Bone's going to get the message. Number three, <laughs> poison a dog. If at first they won't eat it, slather in peanut butter. Number two, (laughs) a realistic Cardi B's cousin has huge balls Halloween costume. Okay, Halloween (laughs) is about becoming your role, you guys. It's not about exaggeration, okay? So fuck you guys on Halloween who used balloons. All right, to uh, to, to do the, the the big balls thing because I guess her cousin's balls uh, ballooned up from the vaccine or whatever. Uh, so you pop two onions in your shorts, and it's a realistic costume. You know, it's like, and you have the weight of it there too, so you can, you know, you, you're you're there in the moment as a man with enlarged testicles. Okay, great use for onions. Number one, teach a child the value of being vulnerable. That's right. It's an easy game to play. You sit your child down, or a child, it doesn't have to be your child, I guess. Sit them down in a small chair. You get a bigger chair. You sit opposite from them, and then you hold the onion out in front of them. You say, every layer we take off, we're going to tell each other something vulnerable about ourselves. So first layer, peeled off. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Then the kid peels. I've always wanted to be a professional basketball player. You peel. I think it's stupid when kids want to be professional athletes. And then you go on and on and on and on and on. And that's the top five ways to use an onion. That's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And once again, we love that hearty womp. Word of mouth. So please tell your friends about us. Send them your favorite episode. Say, hey, Grandma. Hey, Grandpa. These are podcasts. You should start with this one. Thank you to the man who knows music so well. 
<laughs> Nathan, that's you. <laughs> I I wasn't going to insult Brian's knowledge of music, but uh, all right. Hey, I've been Nathan Hennepin. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and 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 to the fella who will wait patiently because he's a good boy and he understands. I'm also Nathan no, Hennepin. Hey, hey, no, no, no. <laughs> Because he understands the system and understands without it, the whole world will go down in flames. I am Brian Ernst. <laughs> I've been Mitch Brinkman, and as BizBear always says, don't trust the Sherman Bears. Auf Zane and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. (laughs) 